The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes you just need an empathetic ear to help you sort out the issues that are happening in your own life. Perhaps a forum of others just like you and guest experts who are helping them and can help you. This is that place. Welcome to Life Happens. Let's talk. Your host is Trina Wines. Fill your cup of coffee this morning and have a seat. What you're going to hear in the next hour is going to be amazing. Now, here is Trina Wines. Good morning and happy Monday to everyone. Thank you for joining me on Life Happens Less Talk. I am your host, Trina Wines. If you are a first-time listener from wherever you may be, welcome. So what this show is about is providing a platform to share and hear stories about recovery, healing, courage, and resilience when faced with some really tough experiences and life happen events. Now, as humans, we all share the experience that sometimes painful, tragic, and really tough things happen to us where they seem completely out of our control, didn't see it coming, and of course, we feel that we didn't deserve it or it was unfair. Well, today is no exception. I have a guest today, well, actually, I have two guests, a daughter and a mother, who faced a daunting six years of dealing with the chronic illness and disorder that sucked the life out of them most days. Out of, no, out of nowhere, 12-year-old Kira started having seizures, which lasted her whole adolescent life. Epilepsy is cruel when it happens during childhood, when development, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, and social, growth happens the most. So Kiera is here today to talk about what she lost in this experience, but also we know how resilience can be magical, and it gave her a new purpose and a new way of seeing life. Her mother, Jennifer Sparks, who is a life coach and best-selling author, was pulled into these turbulent waters with her, but became her daughter's biggest advocate and cheerleader. And we're also going to hear today about Kiera's new book, Just Like the Lotus. So welcome, Kiera and Jennifer, to the show. Hi. Hi. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, I, I had... Um, I do follow your mom on, on Facebook. So when she had put out that you had, you know, uh, written this book and you're publishing it and, and you were you were at the part where you're sort of deciding on a book cover uh, because I was following the, you know, the events that were happening day to day that was in your household and, and the struggles that you were having, I knew that I had to read that book. So <laughs> that was, I have to say, you, um, I'm sure your mom's very proud. I, I'm very proud just being um, a witness on, on Facebook of, um, you know, being where you are today and, and writing a book. So can you maybe it just, we'll get into sort of the, um, the last six years, but can we maybe start of why you wrote your book, uh, Just Like the Lotus? 
Yeah, for sure. Well, it started out as a um, a credit, a school project, a special project for school because I was always sick and in the hospital or just at doctor's appointments or I was always too tired to go to school, so I wasn't going to graduate on time. And I really, really needed to graduate, so they made this special pro- special project for me, and it was writing a book. So I, I figured I would do it on my epilepsy, and at first I was kind of like, oh, whatever, I'll just write this book and then get it over with and I'll get a credit. And it turned into something where whenever I started thinking about my epilepsy or whenever I was kind of down, I would start talking or I would, I would talk into a recorder and then type it up or I would write down poems or stuff like that and then it would it just all came together into the book well that was good for your teachers for uh, providing you that opportunity but also to being able to you know adjust I guess the project uh, for you because when I was of course reading your book I, I mean I just couldn't believe the number of seizures that you would have a day so what would you know be maybe I don't know if you if you kept count but what would you say um, one of the highest uh, you know numbers of seizures you had uh, you know on a particular day um, well when it was really bad see like they would be petite malls the ones where um, they just kind of look like where I'm out of focus and it was, it was just to the point where I would have so many where I was checking out a life and I I couldn't even really tell day to day. Like, I think... I think the highest number she has actually recorded on an EEG was about 30. Yeah, that's... One day. But I know she had days where they were higher than that, but I don't know that she would be aware of those days. Right. And then for you, I mean, uh, as a mom, you kind of could recognize, but you're probably, of course, not with her like 24-7. Right. Yeah. So it often uh, came if if I ever heard a voice inside my head go, "That's weird. She's acting funny." It that was kind of my flip switch to be okay. Watch her because something's going on here. Or if she kept asking the same question over, or we kept having the same conversation, then I knew that something was going on. Yeah. So and then Kira, you had uh, you know I guess your mom is witnessing, but at the time when you're having it, I mean you. I mean, what is, maybe just explain what that, those moments kind of felt for you. Like, um, what, just waking up out of a seizure? Yeah. Um, well, when you wake up, it's, um, you're almost, it feels like you're in a dream at first, and it's just kind of foggy, and you don't really know what's going on. And if they're really bad seizures, I get locked in my body so I can see and I can hear everyone, but I can't respond. And, um, like, often there was one time where I was actually at the hospital and they put this IV in that I was allergic to, and I was in a lot of pain and I was moaning and I was trying to say, get, get the IV out of me, but I was trapped in my own body and I couldn't, I couldn't say anything, so I was just kind of turning and trying to move my arm to let them know that something was hurting, but... Like, you're just, I'm aware of everything that's going on, but I can't say anything. Yeah, and that just in itself would be terrifying, even if you even in your experience in your life had, you know, one or two of those, but, you know, you had those day-to-day. So, um, maybe, you know, one of the things I didn't mention here on the show is how old you are today. Oh, yeah, I'm 18. Yes, so 18 years old. 
and you had you your first, I guess, where it became to um, realization that you had epilepsy was around 12. And so how long has it been since your last seizure? My last seizure, I believe, was in October. And that was one that put me in, a ho- in the hospital for five days. But then we did some med changes, and I've been stable for almost a year now. So, so second longest time that I've been stable. The longest time was 18 months. So that, it probably feels so good. But, uh, you know, I know that, of course, you're not, you know, uh, totally 100% cured, but I'm sure that you're feeling that you're able to enjoy life a little bit more. Oh, well, the, the, the hard thing about it is that I want to enjoy life, but it's, it's almost to the point where I don't want to get my hopes up and in, start enjoying something only to have the rug ripped out right from underneath me. So it's right. like it's a hesitating, it's a hesitating happiness. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing about epilepsy is that uh, they call it. I think the, it's dubbed the anticipation disorder. Where it's always just waiting. And I know that uh, both you and your mom had said, like you know, always waiting for the next one is seems to constantly be at the forefront of your mind. So, but there are some things that you may be enjoying now more so. Uh, I believe, are you writing more or you, I know that you were doing some acting. So what are some things now that you're able to sort of, I guess, dabble in and, uh, you know, be more involved in? Well, right, right now that I'm finally back up on my feet, I'm um, going out horseback riding more. I'm, so I'm almost horseback riding every day. Um, before I I was just in my room all the time. So what activities that people like acting, I've kind of pushed to the side and stuff like that because I just want to focus on being a young adult, a teenager, because I never got that chance. So just starting to hang out with friends and stuff is something new to me, and I I love it. So I just want to do that for a bit. Yeah, and that makes sense. You're right because you know that those six years. I mean, when you think about your teen years, um, as I mentioned, there's you know a lot of growth that happens there, especially social because uh, you know your social skills are developed, and uh, yeah, you're you're starting to sort of um, learn about who you are and and your identity develops, and so losing that chunk really did. Um, the epilepsy and the seizures really took a lot away from you. So um, now, Mom, Jennifer, what uh, what have you seen from Kira in the last, I guess, almost year? Like um, any any growth there or anything different? Well, I think you know she really she's hungry to experience life. She's hungry to do the things that she wants to do. She's hungry to not have me around all the time. Um, you know, to have some independence. And this is kind of a, a dual thing for her and I. I have to learn to back off and um, trust that the people that she's with will take care of her if anything happens. I mean, we don't hide the fact that she has seizures, and I think everybody who's crossed the threshold of our front door pretty much knows what to do if she has a seizure. And um, it, that's just part of our conversation with everybody that she you know, interfaces with, and she's very good at informing people as well because 
it can be scary to watch it if it happens. So it's really just preparing, like, she goes out and she does things and she hangs out with her friends, and I am often anxious when she's out doing that, And but she's very good at checking in with me and, you know, she comes home when she's supposed to and that type of thing, so that helps. There's, got, there's a lot of respect here between the two of us as she's going out to do these things because I do want to give her the freedom, but I also really need to know she's safe. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and I mean, just even as a normal teenager, I mean, as a mother, you know, or as a parent, you can be anxious wondering, you know, if your child is out there, you know, because they have, of course, more freedom. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, but this is even, this is a, certainly a tougher situation. Okay. Well, we are going to have, um, leave for break now and when we come back we're going to hear about Kira's story about when she had her first seizure and what the last six years looked like so please hang on and uh, we'll be back with Life Happens Let's Talk It's your world Motivate Change Succeed VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Life Happens. Let's talk. Would you like to join in to today's conversation? We invite you to call in to share your story, ask a question, or add a comment. Please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email to Trina, her email address is trina at trinawines.ca. Now, back to Life Happens. Let's talk. Welcome back to Life Happens. Let's talk. 
My name is Trina Wines, and I have two guests today. It's a mother-daughter team, Kiera Sparks and Jennifer Sparks. And we are talking about epilepsy as well as Kiera's new book, and she's only 18 years old and authored and published, just coming out live, I think, today or tomorrow, um, her book, Just Like the Lotus, in regards to her experience with uh, epilepsy and the seizures that she had suffered with the last six years of her life. Now, this question is, I guess, for mom, or um, uh, just asking mom to maybe describe Kira before her first uh, seizure, and then sort of what came after that. Sure. So, uh, Kara has always been that child that lives life large. Um, you know, she was always eager to do anything. She was all in or not in at all. And uh, she just, full of life, she would disappear down the street to make friends with the dogs that lived on the block. She would be at the park for hours. She would disappear on her bike. Um, very responsible, but really, really lived life large. And then when she was in seventh grade, the teachers were saying, you know, she's coming to school, she's sleeping, she's kind of defiant, she's not paying attention. And this was a really different child than what I had known. So in an academic setting, they were noticing before I was noticing because what she was actually having was lots of petite mal seizures. Now as I put the pieces together, that's what was taking place. And... So her sleeping was from exhaustion because this was taxing to her, her brain and um, her irritability because she wasn't really knowing what was going on and what was taking place with her. So it, it really became apparent in an academic setting first. And I had said to them she had this particular episode with her dad where she didn't respond to him and they didn't know what was wrong with her, but she didn't have a convulsive seizure at that time. So we didn't know what it was, and we were getting her, she was on the waiting list to be investigated. But then in December of 2011, she had her first grand mal seizure at home here with me that was the full-on um, seizure that people would recognize with the convulsions, and um, she wasn't breathing and, and that type of thing. And so once she had a seizure like that, you know, obviously we went to emergency and the ball started rolling a lot faster. But after that first ground mal seizure, she started having many ground mal seizures and they were becoming very regular. And it was clear that we had some sort of neuro- neurological issue going on here, but we didn't know what it was, um, whether it was epilepsy or there was something else going on inside her brain. But she did get a diagnosis fairly quickly because her seizures were coming fast and furious and uh, we spent a lot of time at the hospital, so they got the, the necessary tests done. But that first seizure was, you know, absolutely life-changing and the scariest thing I've ever seen as a mother. Absolutely. I, I don't even know what I would do. Like, I mean, other, yeah, I mean, because you, you're going to dial 911. You know, you know, most people say, oh, I'm going to f- f- dial 911. But, I mean, you'd be standing over, like, trying to figure out, uh, you know, how to help your child, especially, yeah, it you know. Was terrifying because she was also gray by that point. She had not been breathing for several minutes, and I had been in the shower. So I didn't know what was leading up to that time, and she had a girlfriend there that had come and pounded on the bathroom door and said, you know, there's something wrong with Kiara. And, uh, you know, she, I didn't recognize her really when I got into the room. She was on the floor. Um, I had a friend there that had put her in the recovery position, but by all accounts at this point, um, I was pretty sure that 
this was not going to have a positive outcome just based on how she, like her appearance and her color and, and what was taking place. Yeah, and so how old was she then? Twelve. It was 12? She was 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you said, it's right then it's changed. Um, you know, like it was life-changing. and then Absolutely. And, you know, you try to tell yourself this is a one-off thing, like maybe she had a virus or, you know, something weird, just one-off. But when she had the second seizure and the third seizure, it, it changed. You know, I was scared to leave her alone in a room in the house. Like, you know, she'd oh, yeah. be watching TV and then I'd hear the TV remote hit the floor and I absolutely knew what I was going to be walking into. Or, you know, I'd hear some sort of guttural noise and I knew that she was having a seizure in her bed. And it just, you know, it, was, it changed everything. Doors open, um, constantly with her, very anxious. She was anxious. I was anxious. There was, you know, now no privacy. Um, there was, you know, she was not allowed to bathe alone. When she showered, the door was open. The drain was removed. Like, all these safety precautions were put into place. And, you know, unfortunately, you can't. There were still a lot of times I missed. I mean, she's had a lot of injuries from falling and, and stuff like that. But, it, yeah, it changed, it changed everything about how I parent with her because then we got into meds and we got into side effects and we got into, you know, all this stuff that I had no idea was part of this deal. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is as you're going, because it's, it's running so fast and you're trying to, like, keep up with all the information, I'm sure, like, just, you know, trying to absorb and process everything at lightning speed. Yeah. Because, you I, know, the, yeah. I did there's a lot no, of research, too, Trina, because I was not prepared to accept that this was going to be her life. Right. I know. Yeah, you get to the point where you're like, well, this this could be a possibility. I I suppose I better start learning up on it. But at the same time, you probably were feeling sick to your stomach. Absolutely. You know, yeah. So, Kira, do you remember your first seizure? Do you remember that at all? Um, I remember, well, the one where my friend slept over the official first grandma seizure, I remember we were eating cereal on the couch and the next minute I wake up and there's this girl on top of me who I don't know who was the paramedic. And other than that, I don't really remember anything. Yeah, yeah, I suppose not. But so when, you know, I guess after a few days, what was, like, what were you feeling then? I mean, you're only 12, so it's, I mean, it's a it's hard enough for an adult to process this, but just for a young child, like what, what were some thoughts that were running in your I mind? Was, I was terrified. I, I was terrified, but I figured that the doctors were to say, oh, yeah, no, she just, this, this is all she has. Just give her these pills twice a day. It'll be fine. And then that would be it. I wouldn't be struggling for the next five years of trial and error back to step one over and over and over again. Right, I was prepared for an easy, easy, easy cure, but the, um, I mean, I was scared, but I was hopeful. Right, and that makes sense, of course, because it is a very scary experience. It's not, you know, like a cold or the flu or, you know, all the common illnesses. I mean, it was this a, a big deal, and of course, because it's new, a lot of times when you know, people 
um, you know, get sick. Sometimes there's a lead up or some warning signs. And of course, you were saying, Jennifer, that the teachers did see some things, but um, they hadn't, you know, really, nobody really knew exactly what was going on. And so then, yeah, kaboom, here we are. And now you're facing with this situation. So uh, one of the things, Jennifer, when I was reading the book, and, you know, I don't want to tell too much about the book because we want people to read the book. But before, you know, when I uh, was sort of halfway through, I mean, I was thinking, um, you know, we can't control everything in our life, of course. You know, you know this and I know this and many people out there know that. And uh, this certainly didn't sound like a situation that could be controlled. But what are some ways, Jennifer, did you feel like you 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 could control, even if they were itty-bitty little things? Um, yeah, there's so much uncertainty with something like this because what, you know, I would think the day was going to be fine and then, you know, we'd be preparing to do something and then she'd have a seizure. And so then you can't do what you were planning to do. So that, you were really at the mercy of what was going on in her brain. And I always said, I wish there was like a little dial on her forehead that would tell me if she was getting close to having a seizure, if the threshold was dropping. And, um, you know, if she got a cold, that would mean that she'd likely have a seizure, all those sorts of things. But what did start, um, I really had to surrender thinking that I was in control of this or that I could control it. Um, that was really hard. I had to just, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a religious person, but I am very spiritual. And I had to give up control over how this was going to progress and turn towards what I could control. So I could control that we were very compliant with her medication. You know, I sorted the medication, I counted the pills, I put them in their little packages, I had everything set up, I had alarms to make sure we took her meds on time. Even things like, you know, one day we were three hours late with her medications and she had a seizure. So we were very structured in medical compliance and I could control that. The pills messed up her sleep because they made her really sedated and then she'd sleep all day but wouldn't then want to sleep when people were sleeping at normal times in the house. So then we would try to work on sleeping habits. We would try to work on, you know, getting good food in her. Um, There was a period of time where it was just about getting outside and kind of getting into the sun and getting some fresh air. And if the only thing she did on a particular day was spend some time outside walking the dog, then that was a win. Uh, I really had to adjust my expectations. Uh, as an educator, I had an idea of how people were supposed to go through school and what success was with school. And um, that was difficult for me because I've kind of been, you know, not brainwashed, but followed that train of thought because that was my professional career. But since then, I've, I'm so much more aware to what we need to do as educators to meet the needs, the diverse needs of our kids, whether it's learning or medical, or just where their talents lie and that type of thing. But we really had to focus on what we could control, and some days that wasn't very much, <laughs> you know. So, um, and we had to be okay with that. We Sometimes one thing would get done, and we'd just say, hey, that's a win. That, that beats being in bed all day long. You got up, you did something, or you had a conversation with somebody, or you walked the dog, or you got out to groom your horse. Whatever it was, um, we really focused on what the wins were each day. Yeah. I guess right in your, like even you said, like even it's just a little bit of control, a little bit each and every day, 
uh, does, you know, provide some glimmer of hope. So, okay, we'll, we'll um, stop there and take a break. And then when we come back, uh, we're going to come back with Kira and hear a little bit more from her, as well as uh, from Jennifer about um, how she was her advocate and her support. So hang on and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. Build a better business, achieve that goal, make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. This is Life Happens, Let's Talk. Would you like to join in to today's conversation? We invite you to call in to share your story, ask a question, or add a comment. Please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email to Trina, her email address is trina at trinawines.ca. Now, back to Life Happens, Let's Talk. Welcome back to Life Happens, Let's Talk. My name is Trina Wines, and I have two guests today, mother and daughter, Jennifer Sparks and Kiara Sparks. And we are talking about Kira's new book, Just Like the Lotus, and her experience with her seizures from epilepsy over her teen years. She's 18 years old now, just is now publishing a book in hopes to um, bring awareness to her experience and others that may be struggling out there. Uh, I want to also put out there to my listeners that this show is also in podcast and will be up on the website here at Voice America Empowerment Channel on Life Happens Let's Talk. So please, if there's anybody out there that you feel would benefit from this show and from especially from this episode, please share it with uh, those people. So Kira, um, 
in your book, of course, because I had read your book, and I will say when I was reading it and you were explaining how you were feeling in uh, during the part, like I think you were sort of in the middle of the, the five or six years, and it was very, t- you could tell, it was very exhausting and taxing on you, and it was certainly like bringing you to a very deep, dark place where, you know, you're getting to be where things were hopeless. Now, but somehow you always kept going. And what was most helpful to you or what what did you use within yourself to get through those really dark and discouraging days? Um, The two main things, well, actually, I guess there's three. Three main things were were my animals. The second thing was my mom, and the third thing was, which was within myself, is knowing that my mom was my mom because I see how strong she is all the time, and I knew that I had that strength within me. So I knew that as long as my mom was strong enough and was okay, then I'd be strong enough and I would be okay. So you really drew on the the courage and the strength from your mom. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, and that is really, like, I'm sure as a mother, um, you know, glad to hear that, that, you know, Jennifer, because when I was reading with um, your parts in the story, and I'm glad that you, you know, it it had both parts because it had two perspectives, is that you knew you had to be for your daughter but you also had to reach out and look for support for yourself did you not right yeah and I took a long time to actually reach out to others for support and I wish I had done it earlier so if anyone's listening if you're in a situation like this just go to the support group meeting (laughs) go go early because when you're sitting in a room with a bunch of people that you don't have to explain things to uh, you know they show up already where you are it's it's very comforting to know and then you hear their stories of hope so of course you realize that there is light at the end of the tunnel Um, I think a big thing for me though Trina was I had to separate one of the biggest things that we had to deal with that I mean I read her book again last night and I was like wow this is just the tip of the iceberg there's still so much more to this story but one of the big things we had to deal with were the side effects from medication because you know as one neurologist said to me we're in the business of prescribing medications that change the way the brain works which changed the personality. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I wasn't dealing with my daughter as I knew her. I was dealing with a child that had a bunch of medication in her that was changing the way she was processing things and behaving, you know, mood swings and rage and all of these things. And I really had to separate those things. There was my child and there was my child on medication, um, which she needed in order to live. So I didn't take what she said or did personally, and I think that is a very important thing uh, to point out because I love this this girl more than anything in the world, and sometimes those medications made her do things that weren't very nice, but that was not her. And I I was very, I, I would say, emotionally disconnected from those things that would take place because I'm just like, okay... That's not her. Um, she's going to collapse here in a minute, and that's when I need to step in as mom and comfort her and, and hold no grudge and hold no resentment and hold no anger towards her for what 
is happening because that is not her. That is the medication changing her brain. Right. Yeah. And reading about those symptoms, that, that would be very difficult because you are, you know, sort of, you know, always have to be in protective mode and, and, uh, you know, checking in all the time. And, and of course, when, um, those behaviors that were prompted from the medications were making her push you away. Um, yeah, I can imagine those days were probably really difficult for sure. Yeah, so uh, that it was key. Right. And one of the things is that um, listening or, or I guess reading about your experience, Jennifer, is that uh, you you could you could have only done you could only do so much as a mother and and this sentence really stood out for me was that you said I can support her but I can't fight her battle I can't ch- trade places I can't buy her health and some days it kills me to have witness any of it yeah. so this really yeah really hit home as a parent. Uh, because I mean I've never been in this type of situation, and uh, but I imagine there certainly is some feeling of helplessness. Yeah, there's a lot of feelings of helplessness. I I guess I will never give up on her. I will never give up. Like if things get bad again, um, I will just adjust and modify and be there for her. I won't stop looking for answers. I know research changes all the time. We have a great doctor here in Saskatoon, and. Um, you know, I just, I'm always reading. If I go somewhere and there's a naturopathic doctor, I'm asking. Or, you know, whatever it is, I'm always exploring. And I'm, my entire goal is to get her back to optimum health. No seizures, manageable medications if she needs them. And just let her get back to living that life large because she's, she's destined to do it. Right, yeah. And you, even in the book, like when you, um, there's parts, Kira, where you were writing, you know, from from a dark place because, of course, I mean, um, you know, the the light the of hope was very very dim for you on some days, and and reading, it, understandably, you just wonder how did you even, you know, have a shower, you know, or well, get out of bed some days. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that just in itself is a feat. Like it's just unbelievable what you had to go through, and uh, but for me, like you could still see parts of you. You could, you know, there's especially when you did the poetry. Like you would write the poetry in between, uh, you know, the chapters or within the book, and um, you know, certain things that you just wrote creatively. It truly showed who you are as a person and it and your personality really came out and so one sentence that stood out for me in regards to you Kira was uh, well I guess it was a couple sentences here was um, I try to keep my epilepsy separate from my identity I am not epilepsy and it is not me so that was very, very powerful, I, I think, that uh, quote there. And the, this incredible story, I mean, your story, reminds me of a quote by Maya Angelou. And it said, I can be changed by what happens to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it. And uh, with the book, just like the Lotus, and, and on the, uh, you know, and I, I have to ask about the Lotus. So what... Why the lotus? Like, what is um, the symbolism there in regards to that? Well, the lotus blooms most beautifully when it's from mud. And we use that 
as um, me being the lotus. I have to go through mud to become the most beautiful that I can be. And so you have to go through the hard times to come out on top. Right. And that, yeah, that really is remarkable because that, that is true. I mean, just, you know, looking at you and then other guests that I've had on or when you hear pe- other people's stories, you know, sometimes, yeah, those going through the mud, you know, like what was it? I One time my a mentor of mine said to me, Sometimes, Trina, you have to suck a little slew water, you know, to get where you want to be or be who you want to be. So, yeah, I like that. That uh, that lotus is really is, a, and it is, it's a beautiful flower. So, now, Kira, uh, before we, because we're, you know, we're getting to be past halfway of the show, and I want to make sure that people out there, because we're talking about your book. So, how do we get your book? Um, well, you can order it on Amazon, and um, we are releasing it on... Mom, when are we... It should be on Amazon.com, I believe, within two days in paperback format, and then Amazon.ca will f- follow shortly after that once it you know, gets through the distribution channels, but it is available also on Kindle uh, on any format, Amazon.ca or Amazon.com right now. Okay, because you had also, uh, I believe a little bit of a holdup was because um, uh, you want to change the book cover. So the new book cover, it, I believe, has a drawing that you drew? Yeah, because I found the uh, book cover that um, I had before. Um, it was, it just, it didn't do it justice at all. So I was like, nope, nope, we're not, it's not perfect. We got to do it again. <laughs> so, um I did a drawing of myself um, just trying to portray how tired how tired I look and how hard it can be and i don't I don't want to give away the cover one hundred percent because it just kind of when you see the cover it's like, oh, you can tell that this book is going to have a lot to say, <laughs> yeah, and which it certainly does, and I know that it when somebody starts reading it uh i mean by two pages in i mean you're you're hooked in like for the for the whole night (laughs) (laughs) so yeah and and just being so young like i mean you only just recovered i mean not even a full recovery i mean now you've you have a like a window and i hope it's a very 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 long window but uh, to take that time and and do what you have already done in that little time that you have uh, been seizure-free. So uh, we're going to go to break now. And when we come back, we are going to talk about um, the lessons that you have learned through this experience and uh, any messages you want to pass on to the audience. So hang on, listeners. We'll be right back after this break. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com dot 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Life Happens. Let's talk. Would you like to join into today's conversation? We invite you to call in to share your story, ask a question, or add a comment. Please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email to Trina, her email address is trina at trinawines.ca. Now, back to Life Happens, Let's Talk. Well, welcome back to Life Happens, Let's Talk. My name is Trina Wines, and my two guests today are Jennifer Sparks and Kira Sparks, mother and daughter, speaking about their last five, six years of dealing with Kira's several seizures that she would have daily, as well as uh, talking about a new book that Kira has released. Now, Kira, on your book, it has, uh, I believe, a link at the back of your book that you uh, that readers can um, click on. Is that true? Okay, and so, and and join, and they can join a mailing list because uh, is it that you're wanting to do more writing or blogging? So, what is the mailing list for? Um, the mailing list is um, just to keep you up to date, and I um, I'm very much willing to um, come and educate small groups because um, it's super important to learn about this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, especially when I think, well, I, I, I know, believe I believe like even as a counselor working with young people is that I know when, like sometimes when young people hear from adults, you know, you need to do this or this is going to happen. It doesn't seem to resonate as much as when it actually comes from a peer or somebody the same age, um, you know, another person, yeah, the same age. It really seems to give them more, um, they, they, they take it in more, like they'll accept that, that information more. So yes, I, I, I think it would be very, very valuable if you were out speaking to young people about these experiences and what you learned. And also it would provide some hope for them. 
Now, speaking on speaking and educating and inspiring and giving hope, uh, I want to ask both of you uh, that, you know, illness, and I hear it often, that it can be a teacher. So I just want to know, do you believe that is true? And if why or why not? So maybe, Jennifer, I'll let you go first. Wow. Uh, yeah, this this part of our life has changed me and opened me up to a whole world of different ways of thinking, for sure. Um, I think one of the, the tools I used to get through a lot of my day was just the practice of gratitude. So the lesson of, of learning to focus on the good and not the bad so that you're looking for the good and not the bad. Um, I've learned so much through through this, but I've learned so much by watching how my daughter's handled it as well. I mean, she really does inspire me. She's she's so tenacious. Even when she's tired, it's you know, I just watching her spirit has really inspired me. So there's there's endless lessons. I mean, I can't list them all in this radio show. I couldn't even list them all in the, in a book. She she's taught me a ton of things. The struggling with illness has taught me a ton of things. It's taught me about priorities. It's taught me about, um, you know, scheduling a day around the uncertainties that something like this would bring. Um, how do you work when you don't know whether you can leave the house or leave your child alone? Uh, just endless things. So, But I think the biggest thing is um, you have to know how to cope with it. You, you need to, to be able to cope because these long these things can go on long term and if you don't take care of yourself and if you don't learn how to cope, it's going to eat you up whole. Yeah, no, that's uh, definitely a good piece of advice. And um, yeah, it really is like about coping when you read through, I mean, both of you, you know, coping in different ways, but really it uh, about coping. So Kira... Uh, again, I'll ask you, so about illness being a teacher, and do you believe that you learned anything through this experience or it taught you something valuable? And oh, why definitely. Or why? I, I think I, um, life experience-wise, I think I've grown 10 times the average teenager by far. And um, it taught me to celebrate, like my mom said, it taught me to celebrate the small wins and brace for the heavy losses because where epilepsy teaches you that things can get bad and so when things are normal appreciate it mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly i mean i'm sure routine and uh being bored is pretty good to you, you know? yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, because there's really, I mean, although with epilepsy, I mean, there's structure, but there's also no structure, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it can be very chaotic. And uh, like we talked about, Jennifer, you know, about you can only control what you can control and sort of meet the day where it's at. So, uh, Kira, I have to say I really, really hope that we hear more from you. I know that when we were uh, talking uh, off air that... uh, you had stated that the book, you know, didn't even touch on uh, oh, a yeah. lot of things. Yeah, for sure. It's like, yeah, like we were saying, it's the tip of the iceberg. I don't even know if it counts as the tip of the iceberg. It's so small. But, like, I definitely, I do want to write a second book for sure. 
So um, I'm not sure when it'll be out, but I definitely, you'll. I'm sure you guys will hear from me again. Okay, well that is good to know because it was a really good start when, you, like I said, I mean you just really came out. Um, out of the fog, because we always talk about, you know, a fog, you're always coming out of fog. Well, here, you know, you came out of a really huge one, and, uh, you know, you you banged out a book, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, going to be on Amazon here right away. So, that certainly is so much to be proud of, and, and you were right, like, you matured so fast. I mean, you lost a lot of experiences and a lot of, you know, the um, adolescent uh, parts of your life, but uh, you certainly, yeah, you are have matured way yeah. faster than it really any any young person should. So I want to thank you both for coming on the show. Um, it was like I said, the the book was amazing, and I hope that other people will look up uh, just like the Lotus and uh, read up on it, especially those that have epilepsy, and uh, especially those that are. Uh, teens, because I think you'll be able to connect with this book. So uh, thank you very much, and uh, I look forward to yeah hearing more from you. So thanks for being here, and thank you for being so strong, and um, you know being here for others and willing to be there for others in regards to um, putting out this message. Aww. So take care of you both. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So uh, thank you, listeners, for investing your time and being here with Life Happens Let's Talk. Uh, If you want to connect with me, I'm on Twitter at Moody Foods. You can also find me on my Facebook page, Eating Myself Crazy, as uh, I mean, that came from my my two books, Eating Myself Crazy, and Am I the Only One Struggling Being a Teen?, Uh, So those books are also on my website at www.trinawines.ca. So looking forward to having you back next week. And next week we are going to talk about retirement. And it's not about financial planning. It's about how to be emotionally and mentally ready for, you know, one of the biggest transitions of your life And uh, so I really hope that you'll join me next week. So have a wonderful week and uh, take care of yourselves. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you for joining us this week for Life Happens, Let's Talk. Please join Trina Wines again next Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We've made this week just a bit easier. How about coming back next week? We'll see you right here.